Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody. Bauer and Rose Land right here on Sirius XM, the Patriot Channel 125, available online at justthenews.com. A... uh, an absolutely terrific site, and we're very grateful for our friends there. Wherever you get your podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, you name the other uh, platforms where you can find us. We're on a couple of times a week in addition to our run at, at Sirius XM Channel 125, The Patriot, our, our great friends there. I want to start, you know, Tom. Just just before you uh, wind up, I can tell you're loaded for bear today. I am. There's so much to talk about. Maybe we can move on from Ukraine and and the Middle East and talk about all the domestic things going on. But you mentioned our friends at uh, Just the News. You know, there are so few. Sadly, there are so few places that normal Americans can go to and get what used to be called the news. <laughs> I, I mean, it, we're, we're not getting news at most of these uh, these outlets. CNBC, which is the financial business station. And folks Rams- should know that Bauer has a problem of a CNBC addiction. Can we talk about that openly? You love no, CNBC. I, like to see, I want to see in real time. Uh, while why and why while I'm losing money, you know, and I want to watch it. I want to cry. I want to be, you know, gnashing my teeth, et cetera. But they did a report yesterday. You know, there's brief. another channel. It's called Fox Business News. Yeah, I know. But do they cover the same stuff? No, not really. <laughs> so um, they said that a new government report came out yesterday that said that they were going to uh, reevaluate, reestimate economic growth up for the next four years because of the large number of immigrants that have come into America. I'm serious. And um, th- this is the same time that every mayor of every city is saying the massive influx of those migrants into their cities are crushing their budgets. But then they went on to further say, Tom, they put up a graph and they said, now you can see during the Trump administration when immigration was limited, uh, inflation began to take off and businesses were having a hard time filling jobs. But then you can see here when uh, President Trump was elected and more immigrants came into the country, uh, prices stabilized and, uh, and you know, b- businesses had a large It was literally something that you would find in, you know, Brave New World, 1984, the Soviet Union, Beijing, North Korea. It was pure, unadulterated propaganda. And the other these businesses, particularly service sector businesses, can't hire. They can't hire because the American people, I don't want to despair. It's. We have become so anesthetized by never-ending COVID funding, the trillions and trillions of dollars that are pouring in, encouraging people, incenting people not to work, and there will be a path. You can take it to the bank. There will be a path if Democrats retain any control for work permits for these tens of millions of illegals that, while it might drive GDP up, is going to drive wages down. And it will prevent our most vulnerable Americans, primarily African Americans and Hispanic Americans, from getting to the first rung of the ladder because... It won't be worth it to them financially. They won't be able to get by on slave wages. The whole thing is just beyond. It's. Can I get started on my? Uh, well, uh, before you know, because before you leave this, you know, because I think it actually is an important point. Of course, making, it is. Uh, that you, you know, a country is more than its gross national product. 
Bobby Kennedy gave a wonderful speech about this. You know, you measure the wealth of a nation uh, b- usually by the gross national product, but the most important things that happen in a nation are not captured by the gross national product. The ability of its people to walk its streets in peace and harmony with their, their neighbors, the, you know, dinner with your family, where you talk about your values, being able to worship freely, to express your views without any uh, fear of being punished, etc. cetera. Uh, the, the little platoons of life, all of which are being disrupted by the radical left, open borders, and the tragedy we see, you know, down in Georgia. You know, Tom, one of the questions I have is, why did this case in Georgia get traction? Because this is not the first person killed or raped by an illegal migrant. This is going on all over the country all the time. And all of a sudden, it hit critical mass. I'll stop with, with this last comment. It's the mayor of Athens, Georgia. By the way, Tom, as you know, Athens, Georgia was named after the original democracy in Athens, Greece, in which the people took the polis, the city state, very seriously. They did not lightly let people in that did not share their democratic values. I would I bet, Tom, that a good number of citizens, certainly the leftists in Athens, don't even know their city was named after Athens, Greece, the ancient Athens, Greece. But the mayor of Athens yesterday blamed, drumroll, Donald Trump. Of course. Because he was so mean to immigrants, it forced them to adopt a sanctuary city uh, regime in order to show the world that America is not Donald Trump. Right. And the argument, which I don't know whether it's provable, my guess is it's not that illegal aliens are no more likely to commit crime than native-born Americans. First of all, if that's true, let's just say it's true. What difference does that make? They shouldn't be here. We have enough crime as it is. We don't need to import more crime. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the arguments for massive immigration is they're willing to do jobs Americans won't do. Well, I disagree with a lot of that. But what? Now they're saying the, the migrants are willing to do crime that Americans aren't willing to do? <laughs> we have plenty of Americans that can do the crime <laughs> on their own. They practiced it, et cetera. Tom, I, you know, the president, President Trump got clobbered over and over and over again because he said they're not sending us our best, their best. They're, they're emptying their prisons. It was a little bit of an exaggeration. I actually believe that Venezuela may have emptied some of their prisons. Well, we know yeah. that. Cuba did that They with the Muriel boatload. Absolutely. They literally sent their thugs here. Among those people, by the way, that came from Cuba, there were two serial killers in, on that boatload. I mean, that was an intentional effort to, to under, undermine the United States, J- just as what's happening right now. Tom, there's all this stuff about we're headed to a third world war. Here's my my great point for the day. We're in a third world war, but our enemies are smart enough not to declare it because that might wake us up. If it's not too late. Yeah. Can I get to my being a bonnet? Uh, Yes, I'm not going to say anything. I'm leaving now. All right. Well, thank you for joining (laughs) us today, Gary. Okay. There was a story last week that had some traction for a day or two, but I think completely missed the bigger point. This guy, Aaron Bushnell, who burned himself alive Mm. in front of the Israeli embassy, this guy, a public Antifa member, an anarchist, a virulent anti-Semite, exterminationist uh, supporter of Hamas, an active-duty Air Force airman. Hamas supporters have turned him into a martyr. Cornell West called him a man of extraordinary courage and commitment. Roger Waters from Pink Floyd uh, celebrated him as an all-American hero. Now, he was also a member of an Akron homosexual 
radical group there. They said goodbye to him and said, we'll see you soon, comrade. Right. Well, hold on. Hold on. Give me a minute here. Okay. Uh, Proud member of Antifa, publicly active in radical anarchist groups. He broadcast all of his messages and statements all over social media. He celebrated the killing of U.S. military personnel, openly endorsed the mass extermination of Jews. Yet I repeat, he was an active duty Air Force airman. Now, what about this highly pro... Hold, I don't know. What was... Hold on, you're interrupting me, Bauer. That's my job, to interrupt you. What about the highly publicized White House focus on rooting out so-called extremists in the military? But of course, Biden's definition of extremism apparently doesn't include (laughs) hating America, supporting genocide, Islamic exterminationists, um, perhaps because they've been so focused on drumming out white nationalists, a.k.a. patriotic Christians, they either miss this these anarchist haters or they have no problem with Antifa anarchist haters. None of this was a secret. It wasn't a secret, Gary. It was all over his social media. He was a well-known member of Antifa, seen at rallies, on TV, an anarchist group. I mean, this these guys, these this quote... The quotes are endless. I'm not going to read all of them because it would take the entire show. Quote, Islamic terrorists killing U.S. military personnel is justified. Our Defense Department is one of the most powerfully evil institutions ever to disgrace the face of this earth. You will have blood on your hands and you will never be able to wipe to wash it off. Now, listen to this. One more and then I'll let you go. Israel is a white supremacist, ethno-nationalist, settler colonial state. It has no right to exist. All Jews are targets because there are no Israeli civilians. Israel is the closest thing this world has to a Nazi state. Exterminating Israelis wouldn't be genocidal, but perfectly reasonable, period, end quote. This was up there. It's been up there for months. The Air Force did nothing. I never saw Millie. I didn't see any congressional hearings. Yeah. Well, Tom, you, uh, you, uh, uh, great reporting. If you be, if you were reading my end of day, I I've hit on this the last couple of days because this is getting virtually no attention, including on the right. Fox news has done virtually nothing about this guy's background. Uh, mo- most of the other, uh, right wing publications haven't the, the, um, the, the Washington post ran a story on the front page of the Metro section in which they quoted some of his friends. And the friends, uh, the, those quotes were very telling. He was deeply affected by the George Floyd murder and uh, upped his activism after that. He also, one friend said, uh, was burdened with the supremacy, the white supremacy he had and did not deserve. By the way, the, he was in the, mil- the military. He was in the Air Force in Air Force intelligence, he was working in a highly sensitive area of safeguarding our country. Now, Tom, I brought up that the group in Akron that he was a member of was a vicious homosexual group. So presumably he's a homosexual. Now, I only bring it up in, in this sense. I know there have been uh, gays that have served in the American military and have sacrificed for our country. but there is also a a lot of radicalism in that community. And we know the Biden administration, just like the Obama administration uh, has not only wanted open homosexuality in the military, regardless of the resistance from some of the joint chiefs in previous years, but they, they want them promoted. We've seen in this administration, a guy that wore a dress to work being given this top job uh, in uh, one of the Pentagon posts and at the Department of Energy and, a, and an issue related to nuclear power. So all of this is a reflection of the dangers inherent in this uh, 
I think, suicide cult. I don't want to call it wokeism anymore. You follow these woke policies, you're going to commit suicide uh, as as a nation. Um, so the quotes you had, I had not seen those. Uh, send those to me, Tom. I'll put I them in another, another end-of-day report. I think the Jerusalem Post or somebody in the Jerusalem Post wrote, maybe you just said it, I dozed off there for a second, uh, that um, uh, what he did, the next step is being a suicide bomber. I mean, if you're going to kill yourself, why just kill yourself? Right. I mean, that's the only thing, the only silver lining. First of all, I'm happy he's dead and I hope he suffered. Um, The only silver lining was was that he didn't walk into a recruiting station or his base and murder a bunch of other people. The bottom line on this, Gary, the story is he was an active member of the Air Force in good standing. In spite of all this. In good standing. Yeah, and they can they can get phone records when they want to track down January 6th rioters, etc. But they couldn't figure out uh, what this guy's worldview was. By the way, you you referenced uh, it's a great point. You know, the Biden administration said there was a right wing problem, a white supremacy problem in the military. They were going to root it out uh, a year and a year and a half later. Uh, they quietly go, uh, never mind, uh, never mind. There, wa- there wasn't any. But it was interesting what they thought was something that had to be rooted out. It wasn't hating America. What they wanted to root out were people who loved America too much. Exactly. Patriotic they, Christians they that if, they've now if called. The, if a member of the military was going to websites that had patriot in the name, that was a red flag. Really? I thought we wanted patriots in the military. <laughs> no, and remember the guy, uh, Hassan, who shot up Fort Bragg yeah. and a bunch yeah. of these. They actually, uh, after uh, his murder, I mean, the, his murder of, of uh, his innocent co-workers and patriots who were serving in the military in Fort Bragg, they had to uncover all this stuff during the investigation, which yeah. they then tried to hide. It's this, turned my stomach. Right, this guy, this guy was public. It was all over his social media. You could cross-tab anything. He was proud of it. I mean, um, uh, and the quotes are just endless. Whiteness must be abolished. Um, his public writings go on and on and on. Now, perhaps despite the fact that he was white, he hated white people, called for the murder of his own uh, it's just, it was all there. It's like you're missing the forest through the trees. I don't understand how, short of the explanation that this is absolutely central to their ideology. I mean, the wokest senior brass at the Pentagon to look for, quote unquote, white supremacists, which is a new smear, a new term of delegitimization for patriotic American Christians. That's what a white nationalist is. JFK was a white nationalist. Joe Biden, as recently as 2007, the clips are everywhere, was a white nationalist, arguing that our rights don't come from the Supreme Court, as Heidi Presbelo likes to point out or wanted to point out in a Politico piece that was despicable and on MSNBC. These white nationalists are American patriots, uh, members of the American creed, essential elements of our American republic. The term nationalist has now been discredited. Um, And again, I'll say it for the fourth time. He was an active member in good standing. How does this happen? Well, Tom, you know, uh, Christian nationalists, along with uh, important uh, deists, made America. They built America. They, they built the greatest experiment in human liberty in the history of the world. They created this country built on the extraordinary revolutionary idea 
that no man has to depend on another man for their liberty, that that liberty comes to us because we are made in some way that cannot be fully explained in the image of God, the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jesus. We're made in his image, and because of being made in his image, we have dignity and value and worth. It doesn't matter what the color of our skin is, how much money we have in the bank. It doesn't even matter if you're a 90-year-old with dementia sitting in the White House or a newborn with Down syndrome. You have dignity, value, and worth. No government can legitimately take that away from you. No man can legitimately take it away from you. They do. But when they do, you then need to be reminded that they're taking something God gave you. And that's why they're against this, Tom. They don't want Americans to think that they have God-given rights because they, the left, are busy taking away those rights. And so they worry what we may do if we're reminded those rights come from God. So, again, to repeat Christian nationalists and a handful of some important deists that believed in a God built America. And with all the goodness we have created over the centuries, the people attacking white or Christian nationalists attacking America could not have built it if they had a thousand years because their ideology would not have allowed them to build the country based on the principles ours was built on. Their definition of Christian nationalism is interesting in the following respect. I am a religious, committed, proud Jew. And by their definition, I'm a Christian nationalist, and so be it. I, I happily embrace the moniker. Here's the irony. These people, Gary are so ignorant of history, so ignorant not only of our founding, but of any element, uh, elemental understanding of, of, of world history. They portray, quote-unquote, Christian nationalists as fascist, Hitlerian. Donald Trump is Hitler, right? I did a little research. I know you don't like when I do this, but I'm going to no, do it I anyway. Do. Listen to this. The... Um, Nazi Christian nationalist Adolf Hitler adopted a 30-point program for the National Reich Church. Listen to a couple of these elements. The National Reich Church of Germany categorically claims the exclusive right and the exclusive power to control all churches within the border of Germany. The National Church is determined to exterminate irrevocably the strange and foreign Christian faith imported into Germany in the ill-omened year 1800. 800, excuse me. The National Church will have no scribes, no pastors, no chaplains, or no priests, but National Reich orators only to speak in them. The National Church demands the immediate cessation of the publishing and dissemination of any Bible in Germany. The National Church declares, declares that the Führer's Mein Kampf is the greatest of all documents. The National Church demands the removal from its altars all crucifixes, Bibles, and pictures of saints. On the altars... There must be nothing but Mein Kampf, and to the left of the altar, a sword. The Christian cross must be removed from all churches, cathedrals, and chapels, and it must be superseded by the only unconquerable symbol of our Reich, the swastika. So Donald Trump, ich bin Donald Trump, deutsches Diktat und Amerika in Nazi verfanden Trump. Wow, that was really good. <laughs> yeah, Tom, look, there's a, you know, Eric McTaxis wrote a, um, a great book about uh, Bonhoeffer. Um, the German church, one could argue, like churches in America today, uh, they, were, they were deeply divided. A third of the German churches uh, willingly and, and uh, enthusiastically 
uh, brought the crooked cross of Nazism to display in, in the uh, in, in the church right alongside the the cross of Jesus Christ. Um, a third of the church, another third of the church, uh, was uh, in in a state of semi rebellion, and you know, and resisted. And many of the pastors died as a result. And and a third of the church said, uh, "We're uh, we don't get involved in politics." One way but or Gary, there, there, there's a difference. This was mandated. This was a this was a national socialist directive. No, no, I know the point you're making. Yeah, abso- absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's what she's doing in China right now, right? Uh, they, they, he's demanding that they take down images of Christ out of the churches and put up images of, of him. But by the way, Tom, it was either Himmler or uh, maybe Hitler himself. They used to regularly, routinely refer to Judeo. Bolsheviks. So that was that was just another way. It was right in the same category of Christian nationalists. Right. You know, it was an effort to demonize Jews and and uh, and make uh, Germans feel that German Jews were an alien force that was against the 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 best. Uh, interest of the German people, right. and that's what's going on now. There's a very uh, uh, intentional effort to to both um, demonize and also to intimidate, to scare Christians. And, and by the way, sadly, there's some fairly par- prominent uh, Christians that have bought right into this and, and are now in the video that Meathead. Uh, the guy that was me, Rob Reiner, 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 yeah, Bob, Bob Reiner's put out uh, uh, attacking uh, Christians. There's some prominent Christians that do cameos in the video uh, attacking their fellow Christians. My, Eric Metaxas, by the way, has, has written a second book, an open letter to the American church, telling them that right now, they are where the church was in Germany in the 1930s. And if they don't wake up soon, they will find themselves with the same outcome as the church had in Germany. My only point was the disconnect, the utter disconnect between the charges that Donald Trump is a Christian nationalist and Christian nationalists want to impose their version i.e. that were created in the image of God with certain inalienable rights upon the country as a whole, when in fact the, the movement that they, are, that they are comparing Christian nationalists to, now I'm using that term interchangeably, that religious Christians that they're, was the most anti-Christian force and element, coercive, thousands of priests incarcerated, murdered, killed uh, in Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany was the most anti-Christian regime next to Stalin and and Mao, who tried, but to uh, Chinese Christians' credit, has largely failed because the Christian church in China, despite President Xi's efforts, is absolutely exploding and the most remarkable growth of Christianity in a short period of time in the 2,000-year history Some of Some argue there are more Christians in communist China than there are in America because uh, there's more of everything in China. Well, America, 150 million Christians in China. There were 250,000 at the time of the revolution in 1949. So the growth is and, it's and unprecedented, yeah. absolutely unprecedented, faster even uh, in time and in scope than... You, you know, Hitler, I think it was Hitler at one point said that Germany had been cursed to have this weak religion of Christianity imposed on it. it made by, by Jews. Weak, Jews right? created that, right. Jews created Christianity to weaken uh, formerly pagan, now converted Christians into doing the will of the Jews. Yeah, and and then he further said, if we were going to get stuck with some religion that was not uh, natural or in aid in the German people. Why couldn't it have been a strong warlike faith like Islam? Oh, I don't, I didn't see that's, yeah, that that makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. We had a, uh, another Illinois circuit court judge 
I think it was a circuit court judge or district court judge, a judge, one guy, ruled that Trump can't be on the ballot in Illinois. Now, here's another story that really hasn't gotten a lot of attention. There's a movement. This is not a joke, folks. There's a movement within the Democrat Party now that is arguing, should Donald Trump win the election, Democrat members of Congress should vote to disallow a Trump win and hand the election to Biden. The Democrats, these are the same Democrats that have spent the last three years trying to imprison Donald Trump for life, to disqualify him on any number of grounds, to bankrupt him, to uh, take him off state ballots. Donald Trump, and by the way, any other Republican who questioned the dubious uh, 2020 election results as dangerous insurrectionists out to destroy democracy. Why should we surprise? Why? I don't know why people are surprised to the extent this has gotten any coverage. They've done everything imaginable to ensure that Trump can never return to the White House. But now that we have these a mutually contradictory phenomenon, both of which are unprecedented, the dramatic collapse of the Biden presidency, falling falling faster and farther than any president ever. At the same time, Donald Trump is making the most remarkable political comeback ever. Um, Trump demonstrating that he can win. They need a backup plan now. If the courts won't imprison him, if the states won't keep him off the ballot, If the gangsters don't bankrupt him, a piece in the Atlantic last week spelled it out. This is the last gap, which they now endorse without the slightest hint of shame or embarrassment that they now have to adopt their own insurrectionist strategy, openly calling on Democrats to vote against certifying Trump electors on January 6th of all dates in 2025. If Democrats, here's the difference. If Democrats win control of the House, Democrats who stick together, unlike Republicans who never stick together, could actually win. And they could overturn a Democratic election. And anybody... Well, then, Tim, then, Tom, <clears throat> then you've got civil war. Who's going to fight it? Our Republicans, see, we don't... They would fight it, but would we fight it? Well, I mean, I, I think there would be... Maybe it wouldn't be enough to make a difference, but... Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I just think there would be, I, I think the elements of the U S military would rebel. Uh, what elements, there. what elements, the guy that burns himself up, uh, uh whatever. I, no, no, the, I mean, I most know. people in the military are, you know, um, I'll tell you what I, I mean, one of the things I'm worried about, I'm sure it crosses, um, Donald Trump's mind, um, I, I think um, that there's great physical danger to Donald Trump. I, I think I think so. Too. I would not be surprised. I know. Don't don't even say that. Uh, yeah. uh, I think about it all the time. I think about I thought about it at CPAC. I thought I know. I know it's um, and, of, and of course, the president denies, forbids Secret Service protection to the most vulnerable and obvious target. To the most tragic ridden fam- family in American politics, the Kennedy family. Uh, and, it, and it and gets away with it. No, nobody talks about the smallness of that. Just think if Donald Trump was trying to to deny Secret Service protection to a leading political figure running for press. I mean, why? Let alone Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Right. Who, right. as a fourteen-year-old boy, watched his father murdered on national television? Whose uncle was murdered? Whose uncle died in the Second World War on a heroic mission to bomb a German dam? It's just—it's a—it's a—it's a star-struck family. It's unconscionable to me that that—and I'm not a RFKJ huge fan. I like him, but. Denying him Secret Service protection so any crackpot can murder another Kennedy? Yeah, yeah. I it's uh, it, it, it's 
I mean, I, I'm not often without words, but I, I'm without words. And I, I keep forgetting about this because nobody talks about it. Why? Why, why is that? Why, why I, is I don't that? know. I mean, I think Republicans in Congress, Republican senators, th- this would be a really good thing for them to pound the table about. Because it's, a, it's a, uh, a, a Democrat family with, a, with an iconic name, and they should be saying, look, we don't agree with with Robert Kennedy on, on everything. In fact, we just, this is outrageous. What kind of monster do we have in the Oval Office? Uh, And God forbid, God forbid, I I don't even want to, if God forbid something tragic were to happen, it would be on Joe Biden's hands. And this is, you know, these aren't the Bushes. This is, America's, to the extent that we have it, royal political family. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and Americans my age remember exactly where they were uh, when the news came out of Dallas, Texas. I mean, the, you know, and, and that assassination then set off an era of great instability and violence in American politics with the, the assassinations of Martin Luther King, uh, of Bobby Kennedy, uh, you know, massive demonstrations, a nation divided over war. Uh, you know, we're we're in a similar period now, uh, but we haven't had as much of, uh, thank God, the assassination stuff. But can it be far behind? Uh, I mean, it seems to me it's very likely we'll I, see it again. You know, Martin Luther King and, and uh, Bobby Kennedy were murdered six weeks apart. Yeah. Is all it was. And, you know, he's written extensively, uh, Bobby Jr., the trauma of that family. His uh, older brother, David, subsequently committed suicide. Uh Robert Kennedy Jr. had terrible life-threatening substance abuse issues that he's, he's uh, overcome. Just a, a final point on this, getting back to the Democrats now openly endorsing the insurrectionist strategy. Anybody who thinks that, oh, this is hypocrisy, that the hypocrisy charge is going to stop Democrats um, from doing what they have done to thousands of Americans who... Uh, did exactly as they're planning to do on January 6th, imprisoning them, uh, solitary confinement, no bail. I don't think they've just, I don't think they've been paying attention because these folks are truly convinced that Trump is a Hitler-like figure who must be stopped. And I just, you know, you compare a Donald Trump soundbite or joke with, you know, ich bin ein Donald Deutsches. It's just, it's, it's so absurd. It's so ridiculous. And yet it goes unchallenged. They're unapologetic about it. Um, uh, yeah, particularly since Donald Trump and his court appointments, which were very carefully selected, do the exact opposite of what a Hitler would do. They try to expand and safeguard our rights, the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, the freedom of assembly, the right to have a gun to protect yourself. That's not what a dictator does. That's the last thing a dictator wants. A dictator wants to restrict the freedoms of people so that he can dictate and not have to fear the people. I mean, this is so simple. It hardly seems like it's worth wasting a minute to think about it or talk about it. What they've done, Tom, is redefine what democracy is all about and, and what, uh, what a free society does. A free society censors misinformation and who determines what misinformation is. Oh, that would be them. A, a free society makes people of faith stay in the closet or you can go into that building and worship as much as you want but don't you dare try to come out here and take any of those faith-based arguments into the public square they've turned the first they've turned the first amendment 
on its head. The purpose of the First Amendment was to keep government out of religion, not faithful religious people out of government. You can just go on with every one of these liberties. They want to restrict them. They want to pair them away. There's only one liberty that they are willing to die for, that they will die for. They will do whatever they have to do. And that is the liberty, quote unquote, to take a life of an innocent unborn child at any point in all nine months of the pregnancy. Going from uh, the absolutely uh, sublime to something far more pedestrian, the um, Supreme Court set an April argument for the uh, uh, Trump assertion against the Jack Smith charges of executive privilege. Now, the AP and other news outlets that reported this um, already are convicting Donald Trump. They're not, even, they're not even waiting for the trial. They decided he's guilty of election interference. And the only issue is how this is going to impact the election. Will the American people be able to see all the evidence of Donald Trump's attempt to overthrow the government, which he peacefully left on January 20th without taking any quote-unquote anti-democratic efforts, um, uh, they decided he's guilty of election interference. The the court will come back with an April uh, decision on whether or not uh, Trump's appeals uh, through the uh, D.C. Circuit can go ahead or not which would move a trial date, a Jack Smith trial date, into late summer, early fall. That would cut both ways. Donald Trump will have solidified support, won the nomination, everything else. But my guess is the trial, if it's then, um, would... And by the way, that, I believe, and you're the lawyer, you can correct me, if the court comes back and and rejects Trump's appeal on uh, the... uh, uh, executive privilege argument, then the uh, uh, decision would be, the trial would be pushed to, to somewhere in the summer. If it grants his argument, then it would push it off um, entirely. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, or- it, I need to talk to better lawyers than me um, uh, to sort all that out. But um, the the left is upset. So what happened yesterday must be really, really good. I mean, the left is incredibly upset about this. Uh, Tom, I I keep going back to how in the world could uh, 10,000 people demonstrating on the Capitol grounds? There were about 400,000 people in town, but 10,000 went to the Capitol grounds. Uh, I, I think I've heard different estimates, maybe three, 4,000 of them went into the Capitol building. Many of them went in peacefully. I, I watched on TV while they were walking through the rotunda taking pictures during the, this thing that was going on. It was, they looked like tourists, but there was an element that pushed and so forth. But how, what, please, somebody on the left, explain to me how anything that could have gone on in the Capitol that day could have resulted in Donald Trump not leaving office. The whole idea is insane. What the, the U S military would, that is supposed to defend us against, you know, 1.6 billion Chinese and Russia with 30,000 nuclear warheads couldn't have, couldn't have handled a couple of thousand people. Some of them in Bermuda shorts from Omaha, Nebraska, yeah, I mean, that Nancy of, Pelosi de- is ridiculous was that Nancy Pelosi denied Donald Trump requested National Guard protection in advance of January 6th. She, the Speaker of the House, the leader of that branch of government, refused the request. So Donald Trump is an insurrectionist. Yeah, it, it's insane. We we know what an insurrection is called. An insurrection is essentially the beginning of a civil That's war. That's right. Right. And we had one of those and we, we saw what it looked like. It, 
It cost 600,000 lives. It went on for, what, five years? Uh, it changed American history forever. It resulted in the freeing of the slaves. Um, you, you know, when you have a civil war, one side raises an army. And, and it arms that army. And it marches on the capital of the other half of the country. Uh, nobody even had a gun on Capitol Hill that day, except for the people that represented the United States government. And nobody died on Capitol Hill that day, except a pro-Trump demonstrator. Right, right. Can I hit you with something terribly, terribly unfair that I'm going to ask you that I should be the one that's answering? Well, as long as if the I can't deal with it, uh, we, we can get <laughs> our editor to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> the Michigan primary, yeah. the, the uncommitted vote for right. Joe Biden was over 100,000, primarily Muslims in Dearbornistan and other parts of Michigan, primarily Wayne County, which is the largest county in Michigan, opposing his alleged support for Israel. During the Gaza war, let's be honest, if you are pro-Palestinian today, that means you're pro-Hamas. Just like if you were pro-German during the Second World War, you were pro-Nazi. So don't let anyone say, oh, I'm just a pro-Palestinian, I'm not pro-Hamas. If you are on the Palestinian side today in this war, you're pro-Hamas. Now, let me ask you this question. All of Biden's political efforts are to assuage the anger, the outrage of the pro-Hamas elements that we've now imported into our country. Here's the question for my friend Gary Bauer. Where are the Jews? Where are the Jewish organizations? Where is the pressure coming from the organized American Jewish community, which is powerful, which has a voice, which has friends, which has influence. Why are they not pushing back against Joe Biden to continue his support, to, to, to magnify that support, and to or not cave they in? they will vote uncommitted, right? Exactly, or yeah. not. Where yeah. are they? Well, why is an American Jew... Asking an American Christian that question, Tom. I hit down here on my list of things that I wanted to talk about in this show. I was going to say, now, Tom, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to make you the spokesman for all American Jews and their very influential organizations. Why the Hades aren't you people doing? I, I don't know. This is, I mean, seriously, uh, I, you know, there's that old there's that old joke about the well, it's kind of a horrible joke. Um uh, about the, the two Jews that are arrested in Nazi Germany. They're found guilty of trumped up charges. They're put in front of a firing squad. The guy that's running the firing squad comes up to them and his men have lined up to, to do the deed here. He comes up to them. He leans toward them and he goes, uh, gentlemen, I, I don't want to do this, but there's nothing I can do. I feel really bad about it. Uh, my heart goes out to you. Um, I, I've, I've brought you blindfolds so that you don't have to see the men that are going to carry out the death sentence. And he hands a blindfold to the one guy who takes it and he hands it out to the other one. And that guy says, I don't want your blindfold. And the first Jew says to him, what are you doing? Are you trying to cause trouble? <laughs> so I think it might be that the Jewish groups just don't want to cause trouble. And that's the, this is the very time where they need to cause trouble. Why is Biden, I, you just answered the question, he's worried about losing the wrong voters. There was a Siena poll in New York State. I don't know whether you saw this. Now, this is an easy answer I can give you, but go on. Uh, there was a poll, a Siena poll in New York State, and it might be an outlier, and I don't trust I it. it. But it shows that Trump would win 60% of the New York Jewish vote if he focuses more on left-wing anti-Semitism and states more openly and proudly and defiantly his support of the state of Israel. And yet all of Biden's focus is on the far-left, Jew-hating, anti-Semitic, pro-Hamas left, and Jews don't want to make trouble by not putting on a blindfold. Well, here, here's the explanation for, for this, I, that New York is not a swing state. 
uh, Trump could get 80 percent of the Jewish vote in New York. It's not going to put New York in, into play. Michigan, if if Biden loses it, pretty well means that Donald Trump is the next president of the United States. So I, I think, though, that if the national Jew, American Jewish groups would boldly do what these Islamist groups are doing, the threat, the implicit threat that would be there is we are not going to be donors to your campaign. And, you know, there are many prominent Jewish donors in America to the Democrat Party. There are many prominent Jewish donors to American higher education. And we've seen what those Jewish donors have been able to accomplish in higher education by saying, I'm not giving another penny to Harvard or Columbia or Dartmouth unless you people get rid of these nuts you've got running your universities and start getting back to making the campuses a safe place for American Jewish students. I think if the American Jewish community, Tom, does not uh, adopt that voice and that tone, at, at this moment, it, it, they don't have to wait 50 years, 40 years or 30 years. It, it, the Democrat Party is moving away for support of Israel. The, the rising young Democrats are not only anti-Israel, they're increasingly anti-Semitic. So the, the, the American Jews have to speak up now or they need to knock on the GOP's door and say, hey, we don't agree with you on everything, but we agree with you on the one thing that matters. We know you guys will not allow another Holocaust to happen by the destruction of the nation of Israel. You know, it, and the irony, of course, is that Joe Biden, in one of his many, many lies, said the reason he was going to run for president was the horror of the anti-Semitism that he saw at the Charlottesville riot uh, in August of uh, 2017. That's when he said he made up his mind he was going to run for president. But yet now in the face of this anti-Semitism, he's silent. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the uh, it's it's a different thing when it's the Semitism that is nurtured in your own party. I mean, you realize how many elected Democrat officials around America Mayors, city council members, et cetera. Unlike these jerks that were marching on the campus in Charlottesville with their torchlight parade, those jerks, thankfully, have no political power. They don't have a seat at the table in the Republican Party. If uh, if Joe Biden said tomorrow, I want every avowed anti-Semite to be denied uh, 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 Democrat money in their reelection, you would have a major rebellion because there are anti-Semitic Democrats holding office all over America. And they're growing. They're growing yes. in numbers. They're growing in influence and they're growing in acceptance. We're out of time, which is just as well, because the uh, landscaping guy has uh, just showed up outside my window. So I, I couldn't I just have one question. Is that guy flying in a Hamas flag? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to look, but have a terrific weekend. We will talk to you next week. God bless you, Carol, all of uh, Bauer and Rose Nation. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. And to you, Tom, and your family, and to America.